Welcome, everybody. I'm Jared from Number One Bullshit with this week's F Update, the show where we go over any last-minute fight updates and final impressions for this week's card, as well as anything we might have effed up from Monday's show. And for the next couple of months, we are talking Dana White's Contender Series as well. We'll hop right into that. All five winners got contracts. I'm going to talk about four of them because one of the fights just wasn't all that interesting to me. Uh, So first one up. Charlampus Gregorio fighting a bantamweight, uh, eight and three now with seven and three coming in, uh, brings some some aggression, some anger, some violence when he stung his opponent. I mean, he flew in for the kill, dove in, had to be pulled off. Awesome to see another yet again awesome addition to the bantamweight division. Next up, we had in women's strawweight Eduardo Mora. She's got a nice ground game. She trains with Jailton Almeida, so you know she's going to have control. Uh, Her ground and pound does leave a little something to be desired. It's active, but there's just not a ton of power there. Uh, But she was 8-0 coming in. She's 9-0 now with eight finishes, three by TKO uh, and five by submission. She's 9-0. She went pro in 2022. Do the math. She is fighting a ton. Awesome to see. Another one in the UFC. Anybody that trains with Jailton Almeida, I am all about. Then at light heavyweight, we had Ibo Aslan. Uh, he was hesitant, but when he went, there was legitimate violence. He's now 12-1. and one. Uh, All 12 wins coming by way of knockout. 11 of those in the first round. He's 27 years old. Doesn't have a great strength of schedule, which is why I think he was a little hesitant in this fight. His only... Real competition up until this point was his loss. That was to Anton Turkali, who, you say? The pleasure man, who is currently in the UFC. Uh, and Turkali did sub him. So we're going to find out now because Aslan is in the UFC, light heavyweight. There's there's no easy fights there. Should be fun to watch moving forward. And then kind of the story of the night was Abdul Kareem Al-Sawadi at lightweight. He was taking on... Uh, Mark Hardwick, who was this highly touted uh, Muay Thai fighter, is a Cage Warriors champion, which is the best MMA organization in uh, the UK, if not all of Europe. Uh, but he came in, Abdul Karim Al Sawadi, and was like fainting nonstop, just never let Hardwick get comfortable and, and realistically had him confused, was beating him up throughout the fight. Really, really great showing there. I think they'll have to bring him along a little slowly because there is still uh, holes in his game, but another interesting fighter that we'll now have in the lightweight division. And that takes us to this week's event, UFC 292. Uh, There have been a few fights announced. uh, When we broke last week at the end of the podcast, we did not know if Mario Batista was going to end up having an opponent. Well, he does, and the name's going to be pretty familiar. Damon Blackshear coming off of that Twister win last week. He's tying the record for fastest turnaround in UFC history at one week. I think Lupi Godinez was the other one. If he can get the win against Batista, which is no easy task, he will hold the record for fastest wins in the UFC, not including tournament format, obviously, where you know in the early days people were fighting like three times in a night. Now, 
Blackshear did make weight, which is awesome to see. It's always a little scary. A guy trying to make weight twice, you know, back-to-back weeks, a little scary. Uh, But he's got his opportunity now. He is on the main card of uh, a pay-per-view, and a Sean O'Malley pay-per-view. And I get O'Malley's not the champ, but he brings eyes. So really big opportunity for him. A couple other fights that were announced, the tough finale, ultimate fighter finale. Now I have not been watching the ultimate fighter. Just doesn't really do it for me. I'm not into the drama, uh, but we do have a couple good fights. We have Kurt Hollibaugh versus Austin Hubbard at lightweight. Uh, and then we have Brad Katona versus Cody Gibson at bantamweight. Brad Katona is a really interesting one. He had fought in the UFC before, had a couple of losses. However, he had fought on the ultimate fighter before and had wins over Kyler Phillips, and Thug Nasty himself, Bryce Mitchell. So Brad Katona, somebody to watch here. And then we have our featured prelim. Uh, This one is going to be an interesting one. We have Brad Tavares versus Chris Weidman. That's right. Chris Weidman is his first fight back in like two years after breaking his leg against Uriah Hall. Uh, it's been really awesome to see all week. There's been like nothing but love between the two of them. I mean, they're they're two old heads, right? And you get a uh, it's not often you get a former champion, an undefeated champion at, at that rate up until he had lost his belt uh, on the prelim. So this should be a good one. It was kind of funny during the uh, the press conference. They asked Tavares how he if he thought Weidman was going to throw a leg kick, and he was like, "Why don't you ask?" him and Weidman was like hey man if you promise not to check it check the first one you know I'll I'll throw it and you can get a free one on me uh, but should just be fun I'm, I am interested to see what uh, Chris Weidman can do coming back you know he's talking about getting a win and then challenging Izzy he's 39 years old he's gotten a little chinny recently I believe he's two and six in his last eight fights all of those losses coming by way of KO TKO but it's not about what we think it's about what you think so head on over to X, which is still twitter.com, and go to at number one BS pod and make sure that you are voting in the featured prelim poll. Let us know what you think. And then from the featured prelim on to the main card, there were some very interesting uh, things said during the press conference. Uh, Ian Machado, Gary, Neil Magny, you know, holy smokes, Machado, Gary, uh intense all week i think if he can pull off the win he has done some stuff during the press conference and just during the week that has star power written all over it uh you know he initially said you know i'm the star of this card not sterling not o'malley and when i read that little clip i was like what what is he talking about but then when you hear him explain it he said you think anybody in europe is waking up at five in the morning to watch Sean O'Malley fight? No, they're waking up to watch me. Great way to frame that. Uh, and then at the press conference, because I don't, I don't know if y'all heard or not, Neil Magny made a comment earlier in the week about how uh, there's, you know, two different types of beatings, and one of those is uh, as a parent, you know, the whooping you put on your child. And he said, as a, you know, now that I'm a father, I'm getting pretty good at those whoopings, and I'm gonna put that on uh, Ian Machado, Gary. To which IMG was not having it, and he, you know, was took it as a uh, as Neil Magny condoning child abuse, and so uh, 
at the press conference, Ian Machado, Gary, anytime Neil Magny talked, just started talking over him. It was like, no, you don't get to talk. You need to sit there in silence. You should be ashamed of yourself. You need to be quiet and think about what you said. And you could tell it was getting to Neil Magny. He was getting frustrated. It didn't boil over, but it got close at the uh, ceremonial weigh-ins for the stare down. I mean, they were in each other's face. Uh, I'm very excited for that fight. If Ian Machado Gary can win that fight, it's it's off to the races. I think that will be a star-making performance. And I jumped the gun a little bit because there was another fight that I did want to talk about. But speaking of jumping the gun, uh, Cheeto Vera at the ceremonial way and didn't even go to the scale, just immediately like walked up for the stare down to face off with Pedro Munoz. You can tell Cheeto is ready to get out there after his last performance against Corey Sanhagen. Uh, and then kind of afterwards, he laughed about it, realized he had to go get to the scale for pictures. But that should be a good one. That's starting off the main card, so it should be fun right off the bat. Uh, the other fight on the main card is that Batista Demond Blackshear. And then our co-main event, we got Wei Lee versus Amanda Lemos, uh, strawweight title. Now, Lemos looked skeletal during the, the real weigh-ins. I mean very very sucked in the dead eyes uh, but she ended up weighing a pound under she weighed in at 114 so i thought that was kind of interesting that it looked like a really like a rough weight cut however she came in a pound under uh, and then at the ceremonial weigh-ins uh way lee is learning english she uh started getting like the crowd hyped up she was talking about it tomorrow night and still uh really cool to see that that she's you know trying to uh get that part of her game tight so that way she can kind of cross over uh and then our main event you know aljo versus sean o'malley uh, now o'malley was the first one to the scale he had his glasses on so you couldn't see his eyes normally he very much has the dead eyes it looks like a tough cut for him every time which is to be expected He's huge for a bantamweight when he was flexing on the scale you could see him shaking uh, but he usually that's him every weigh-in looked like he recovered well by the time they got around to the ceremonial weigh-ins now on the opposite end of the spectrum aljo who you hear talk about how tough of a weight cut it, it is gets on the scale smiling looked good did not look drawn out sucked in whatever words you want to use i mean he looked really good and then during the stare down aljo was just talking the whole time and o'malley did not say a word just standing there eyeballing him very stoic uh, which is interesting because you would think you know O'Malley's the the one to talk shit uh, and then at the end uh, uh Aljo sang a song which ended with him saying funk masters coming for those cheeks uh, I see you Aljo uh but should be uh, just an amazing amazing fight head on over 2x at number one BS pod you can see our fight picks uh, your boy had a good week. Last week, you could say went six and zero, oh, uh, undefeated, never lost. Uh, while DJ went four and two, that brings our totals to DJ at twenty three and eleven, uh, and me at twenty two and twelve. Slowly making it up. Go check out the picks this week. Let us know what you think. So we have the early prelims starting at six thirty Eastern. Uh, that is both on ESPN Plus and Fight Pass. The regular pre prelims uh, and. Please do tune into the early prelims. We have Karine Silva fighting on the prelims against uh, Marina Moros. That's starting the card. So be in your seat, your beverage ready, maybe some popcorn right at 630. 
and uh, Natalia Silva also fighting KGB Lee, which is a big fight. If Natalia Silva shows out on that, that's a top 15 win. She is off to the races. And then we have uh, the regular prelims on ESPN and ESPN Plus. That's at 8 o'clock. That's where you're going to get your ultimate fighter finale fights. And then the main card pay-per-view, pay-per-view on ESPN Plus here in the States. And that is 10 o'clock Eastern. Cannot wait for this. I think we're going to learn a lot about Karina Silva, about Natalia Silva, you know, we're going to see if Brad Katona can turn things around, if he can get into the UFC again, and then if he can go on a run there. Uh, can Damone Blackshear make history, or can Batista get his fourth straight finish? We will find out. What is this Ian Machado, Gary, Neil Magny you know, rivalry going to come to? Are, are we going to see that next big star like a Sean O'Malley, like an Izzy? with Ian Machado, Gary. This is a very great opportunity for that star-making performance. Wei Li, one of the best to ever do it in women's MMA. We get to see her fight. Can Lemos spring the upset? And then ultimately, it does seem like this is going to be win or lose Aljo's last fight at 135. He's a fighter that people have called the greatest bantamweight of all time. Can he survive that test from Sean O'Malley? And ultimately, can Sean O'Malley overcome the biggest challenge of his career i want to find out cannot wait to talk to you guys about it on monday appreciate y'all for listening love and respect